ladies and gentlemen, after the savage beating we got on the previous album, I thought, and the spreadsheet thought, it'd be time to bring in something a little less aggressive, even a little less kill people. And so this was one of the first albums I felt like we needed more random in the spreadsheet. So I have given all my picks this year that are not a new album of the year or a grab bag over to random in the spreadsheet. And this is the start of that tradition. And this is the album that was picked for by the spreadsheet in downfall Gaia's ethic of radical finitude. It is my pick for this month. <laughs> now, this is where that process where I started that up. Uh, randoming every all the albums because i have so many that i just can't decide it's just what what math pick it and be done with it but gentlemen how are you doing tonight just things meaning well you know i i believe in the ethics of radical finitude so i am here to talk about this um quaalude of an album i i am just have to remark it germany's commitment to weird atmosphere <laughs> like between this and ocean and the apocalyptic writer we've had to start let's just say let's just throw Persia into there yeah 100 yeah, percent. german speaking world's commitment to atmospheric navel gazing explosions it's uh you know i would go to that yeah. concert if they ever all toured together your krampus costume yeah and somehow I managed to keep picking these albums. They keep finding me. I wonder what it is. But this is Downfall of Gaia, Ethic uh, Radical Finitude. It was released on February 8th of 2019. It is their fifth studio album. It was recorded in Hit It Planet Studio and Backroom Studios. It was released on Century Media. No, that's supposed to be Metal Blade Records. Sorry. Uh, it was the producers were Jan, Jan Oberg and Kevin Antresian. It has a runtime of 40 minutes and 10 seconds. And I'm going to butcher these names, but here we go. On vocals and guitars is Dominic Gonkovs Dos Reis. On bass and vocals is Anton Lissov. And on guitars and vocals is Mark Mazzola, and drums was Michael Kadnar. That was a lot. But yeah. Um, Why this? Why? Not? I guess you just said it's a randomized spreadsheet. Yeah, so. it was random, but I think this is one of the first albums I found, in the sense of like atmosphere black metal. This is if I was going to say this was a gate way for me into black metal because this is one of the first ones i found and that stuck with me it's like hey this is really good and i enjoyed the very atmospheric aspect behind it i know ben sent the gif of the snorlax snoring and sleeping earlier this week and you know i enjoyed that aspect behind it of just the to turn it on and just kind of ride with it and not have to it wasn't a bludgeoning like the previous album was so it was kind of well, I do have to say, coming off that last album, and it, that the Snorlax snoring is a slightly unfair because it's not like this doesn't. The stuff we listened to last week was slower than this particular album for the most part. But man, coming off of Werewolves to this, it was like fucking trying to walk through molasses. So, 
contrast was I did that a couple of times too. I went straight from one to the other. And I was like, okay, then you've deployed air brakes. But yeah, you're right. It's not the speed per se. It's just the the thunderous heaviness is is not out here. But I know they're trying to achieve a a vibe, man. They're trying like I I, I get what they're trying to do. Um, I, I like it more than Pechta. I'm not sure exactly that I get what they're trying to do, but I know that they are putting together uh, some very, very quiet pieces with some very, very loud pieces. And that can work some of the time. I'm just not sure how well it works here. Um, I also think that what is unique about this is that they incorporated some female spoken word type vocals. and um, they do work well in one particular place on the album, and I thought they were cool. But um, the black metal parts of this, I found to be pretty generic uh, and not too outside the box. I, I will agree with that 100% because I thought you could have, that this was yield standard black metal drum sample throughout almost the entire thing. And some people are super into that, and I'm sure that there are actual differences, but I was like, wow, this is very typical. Um, to your point about the female vocals, I completely agree. They were Mersamida on track four, Nikita Kamprad on track three, and I thought both of those elements added a whole lot to it. And then the person who they are, the group that they had, Hide, 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 come in and do the droning on tracks two and three, I also thought was very, um, to Tracy's point, atmospheric. Um, if you listen to our last episode, you know that I threw in a Joy Division quote because this really did remind me a lot in those quiet spaces of New Wave, um, whether Joy Division or The Cure or something like that. And I like that stuff, so I was kind of here for it. But like that juxtaposition of like the heavy black metal breaking down into that didn't quite connect with me. So I guess I kind of agree with Gabe on that too. Um, this was a very interesting idea that I don't know for me really paid off. I went down a whole rabbit hole about crust punk and neo-crust and post-crust because their background was originally in a sort of a very different scene than this. The black metal stuff came later, I guess, mid-career. Um, and then they just kept adding layers and kept adding layers until this album. This was, well, I guess, 2019. Has there been one census, Tracy? I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so they've either. released a single, but sure. I don't think they've released a full-on album. So they've, you know, black metal was introduced a few years ago, and then they've just added more and more and more complexity. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I is it entirely successful sort of going back and forth between black metal and the sort of moody atmospheric new wave stuff? I don't know. I don't like black metal that much, at least pure black metal. So I didn't feel it made it worse. I don't, I don't know it quite what to say there, but I, it, you know, I played it in the office a lot. I didn't work out to this. I mean, obviously. Um, and it was perfectly adequate for that purpose and got fewer stares than Pechta when people walked by and they were going, wow, you know, in Tyrolean or whatever. So it was not quite as uh, balls to the wall, cramp, Krampus Krampus murder. Krampus murder than like the other one was. Uh, but, you know, it was a cool sound, and I can imagine Tracy liking it. So that brought me some joy, knowing that Tracy was somewhere, you know, just listening to sort of a soporific, calming thing as he slaughtered millions. Like, I, I, can, I can see how this would... That's about headstone. how it went, really. Yeah, I just described, you know, Tuesday, I guess. Yes. Any Tuesday. 
And so this album also is kind of stuck with me for a different reason. Because, you know, when we talked about Sewing Lotus, that was the album that I ended up listening to on the drive home after my dad was in the hospital for the stroke. And, like, we still didn't know what was in the air. This was the album I listened to the next day on the way back when everything was okay. Like, when everything had been okay. And so this was a very much different drive and tone and kind of, like, set with it. And so that's part of why this album, I think, probably stuck with me as well. is because it's very much burned in my memory at a point in time. And... I've enjoyed this sophoric, atmospheric black metal aspect of it. And I tend to like when I do listen to black metal, it does heavily fall into that at, uh, that sector there. And so, yeah. In fact, I think on our next recording session for Picks of the Months, I think there's, I picked another black metal album, which I believe they're a lot, they're probably more traditional black metal, but they do have some atmospheric qualities to them. So, yeah. I do want to say, so far this week, we've been very much on the been approved time link for, for these albums. Because <laughs> I think I have, I think Guns N' Roses was the longest at 50 minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain about um, the, like I said, coming off of Werewolves, this felt longer than 40 minutes. And part of that is to, with pacing, not necessarily the, the speed, but I, I really can't complain about the amount of time spent listening to all the albums this week. Would it drop a double album, Mastodon, an hour and 45 minute album on there? I mean, thank God the F hoster gets to stay put up. So let's talk about some tracks, Tracy. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think this is very much a jump on the ride and get off his hand for me, start to finish. So I'm going to say all of them. I think Seduced Body is kind of an opener, but I think two through six is definitely, in my opinion, an enjoyable ride for me. Yeah, it's all or none because it is sort of, a, I agree with you, this whole arc. Even the way the transitions work in this, I don't think it's a sort of album that you're like, I just need guided through a starless night on my playlist. Um, I also, I'm not a huge fan of Seduce by it's, it annoys me. It takes a really long time to get going, but um, you know, before you know it, it's over and you're on the ride and it's spooky and I don't know, some trolls maybe. Anyway, it's it's all or none, depending on who you are. Guess that cancels out at some. I don't know what that means, but some ride the ride. No, it's it's as you said, Tracy. Just you know, you would just, you just do the thing. Uh, uh, I think that I mostly agree with what you say that this is short enough that you and to get what they're trying to do, I think you probably ought to listen to the entire thing. But really, I would probably only listen to the grotesque illusion of being, and we pursue the serpent of time. I would say that you probably don't have to listen to this whole thing to get what they're trying to do. And personally, I, I wouldn't. I would pull off probably We Pursue the Serpent of Time and Guided Through a Starless Night. I think those are the ones that work the best for me. I think that um, As Our Bones Break to the Dance has a decent um, melody to it. Uh, and the last track, I could definitely see what uh, Ben is saying with sort of the uh, new wave slash post-punk uh, 
plus black metal. It sounded like the cure to me at the very beginning there. Um, but it, it, it's just not very exciting, even even when the, the blast beats come in there. So I would say probably just the the two tracks in the middle there and the other the other stuff I could probably take or leave. All right, well, gentlemen, grades. I guess I get to go first on this since this is my you, poison. You do. Uh, I'm going to give this a A minus as well. I'm going to give it a 92. I'm going to come in lower than that to the shock of no one um, and give this, but higher than a lot of people are probably suspecting. I'm going to give this a B minus. I think it's solid. It's, you know, an interesting idea in the, any way. I think I'll give it a B minus too. You know, I'll give it an 82. I'll give it a half slightly higher B minus. That's all right. It, it is. It did put me to sleep slightly, um, but it was offensive. It is certified an album. I'm going to say 82. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I could theoretically also give it a B minus, but I'm going to give it a C plus instead because I feel like there is a fan out for this, and I am probably not that that fan. Um, that said, I do like you know a couple of the tracks on here. I just don't think it works that well as an album. That puts us at an average of an eighty-four, so a B, which is about more than I expected coming into this out uh would you buy it i'd buy it but i think i'm the only one here that would i might buy it for you but for myself no i mean i wouldn't be sad if someone gave it to me as a present but i, I wouldn't buy this if i found it in a bargain bin somewhere i might would buy it just because i do think it's different enough um <laughs> but yeah i would pay full retail for it yeah, I don't think I'd buy this. If I bought anything off it, I'd buy a couple of the tracks. Alrighty. That brings us to our next album coming up. It is courtesy of Gabe and, and Dismembers like an ever-flowing stream. I'm pumped. I fucking love Swedish Death and Roll. But them specifically, yes. No, I had it. I had the two albums after this and then the last one. So yes, Swedish Death and Roll, as you say, Tracy. And this is that. Well done. We can talk about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next time to find out how much David actually loves this album. (laughs) 